Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. But before I begin this week's episode, I wanted to take a moment to say that today is a very special day for Living Epistle Ministries. Today marks the actual second anniversary of the Living Epistle Podcasts. So I just wanted to take a moment to say, first and foremost, thank you, Lord, for providing me with this platform and giving me an opportunity week after week to speak into the lives of people over these past two years. And Lord, I just say thank you, thank you, thank you. And then to you, my listeners, those faithful listeners, those of you who listen week in and week out, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your encouragement over these past two years. And my prayer, my hope is that the weekly podcasts have been a blessing to you and to the lives of the people who um, are in your circle. And so my commitment to you as I move forward now into year three, um, my commitment to you and my promise to you is that I will continue to diligently uh, seek the Lord for words of inspiration, words of encouragement, words that will challenge you, words that will provoke you, words that will, again, inspire you um, to just be the people that God is calling us to be, but more importantly, to just um, be able to get these practical tips and practical tools to help us live out our faith on a daily basis so that people can continue to see Christ in and through us as we walk this walk. So um, my request of you as we move into year three of the podcast series is that if it has been a blessing to you and if it has inspired you and encouraged you or challenged you, just I encourage you to share it with others um, to allow them the opportunity to be empowered to express their faith in practical, real practical, tangible ways on a daily basis. Amen. So thank you, my podcast family, um, for two years uh, of um, just listening to and encouraging and being living epistles. I really do, again, with a grateful and thankful heart, say thank you. So with that said, I'll move into um, my podcast for this week. This week's podcast, actually the inspiration for this week's podcast, um, came very early in the week for me. I was actually listening to Erica Campbell. Yes, that Erica Campbell from Get Up Mornings, Erica Campbell and Griff. uh, Y'all know the crew, right? So I was listening to them er earlier this week, and Erica was doing an Ericaism, which, of course, where she gives a a little saying. And so this particular um, morning, she was talking about how we don't ask people for the things that we want or desire because we decide in advance that they won't do it. And so we begin to say things to ourselves like, I know they're too busy or um, they really wouldn't do that for me or I know they wouldn't even consider the request. The long story short is, um, Erica Campbell was saying, ask for what you want. She was saying, ask for what you want. And so um, what she was saying was you may actually be blocking your own blessing, um, not just your own blessing, but the blessings of all who are connected to you and connected to us by not opening our mouths and asking for what we want. And so it just reminded me that God is always speaking. God is always speaking. We just need to be attuned to his voice. And so what do I mean by that? 
What I mean by that is literally later that same day, I was talking to a young lady who is a recent college graduate about job opportunities. This happened on the very same day. And so she was just telling me about some of the job opportunities for which she was applying and what opportunities she was seeking. So then she also began to tell me the list of opportunities that she wasn't applying for because she said that she wasn't sure. And this is the key phrase. She wasn't sure if she met their qualifications. So literally the Holy Spirit reminded me of the Ericism earlier in that day. And so I stopped her in her tracks at that moment. And I said, but why would you decide for them that you don't meet their qualifications? And so I encouraged her to go ahead and apply because as she was talking to me about her experiences, some of the experiences that she was telling me about tangentially or indirectly related to the job that she was really interested in. And the one that she said, well, she didn't really wasn't sure if she applied. And so once I helped her to see it from that perspective, she became really excited and positive about her potential prospects. And then I reminded her because she is a woman of faith, a young woman of faith. And then I reminded her about who her father with a capital F, mind you, who her father is, that she was a king's kid and that she should not be afraid to step out and apply for something, um, you know, that may be a little bit beyond her reach. And so as I was talking to her and sharing that with her, the scripture that immediately came to my mind that I quoted to this young lady was Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us, right? This power, quote unquote, that works in us, end quote, is it's God's mighty power. It's God's Holy Spirit that is at work within us. And God's Holy Spirit gives us the ability to accomplish infinitely more than we might think or we might ask or we might even imagine. So now here's the crazy part. Later that same week, my wife and I get this text from a dear friend of ours, a very um, dear friend of ours. And the text starts off being very apologetic. The text starts off talking about, I I know I'm very at the last minute, you know, and sending this invitation to an event. But, you know, that's how the text starts off. And so as we read the text, we see that the event actually was occurring within three days of the um, the of her sending this text. And so, you know, in the text, she talks about, well, I really feel embarrassed about sending the text at this late date. Um, and I'm embarrassed about even asking you guys if you would um, do this. But if you could do it, it would be greatly appreciated. And so she says she also understood if she if we couldn't do it again, particularly given that it was this short turnaround or short notice again. God is always speaking. All we have to do is be paying attention to his voice. And the Holy Spirit literally reminded me of the conversation that I had a couple of days earlier with the young college graduate. And so I responded to our friend's text by saying this. I said, thank you so much for thinking of us. No apology is necessary. And we are delighted that you thought of us and we will be able to do the thing that you're asking us to do, right? And so what can we learn from these two encounters? She sends a text back and she says, I am so thankful. I'm so glad you guys really be able to do it. It'll really be a blessing. She just kind of goes on and on and on and on, right? But what what lessons can we learn from this? The first lesson that we learned from this is that I know that our friend was agonizing over whether or not to even ask us. She was agonizing over whether or not to even send that text. And it just reminded me of us, 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 all of us in life. How many times do we want to ask someone or something, someone 
for something or ask someone about something, but we agonize over whether we should even ask or not. We agonize over whether we should even do it or not. We agonize over whether, man, what will be the response? So, and I'm not even talking about in spiritual matters. I'm talking about things like, for example, job promotions, pay raises, um, more responsibility, asking for that next position. Or how about something we're in a relationship, whether it's with a spouse, a friend, a coworker, a family member. How about us asking something from that other person in that relationship that we're in? And again, I'm not just talking romantically. I'm talking relationally. And yet we agonize over whether we should ask. Someone may have said something, done something that does not sit well with you. Someone, you may see something for their benefit, but you agonize over whether or not to say anything to them, right? And so then what we do is we decide for them, we decide, okay, they aren't going to do this or this won't work or they can't do this. So we don't ask. Let me stop you. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Ask. Because if you don't ask, you absolutely don't have a chance of getting the desired outcome. However, if you do ask, at least you have the possibility of receiving the desired outcome. So if you don't ask, right, there is no chance that you have the desired outcome. But if you do ask, what's the worst case scenario, even if they say no, or even if they say not not happening, it doesn't change the situation as it is. But if you do ask, There is a possibility that the situation can change. So that's the first lesson. Let's not not ask because we're agonizing over whether we should or not ask. And I'm not saying not be responsible. No, we should be prudent. We should be prayerful. But at the end of the day, ask. And then the second lesson we learn from this is be obedient to the urging, to the nudging of the Holy Spirit. And we know when the Holy Spirit is urging us and nudging us to do something. How many times has God been urging us? How many times has the voice of God been nudging us to do something and we talk ourselves out of doing it? Just like our friend, our friend, my wife and my friend who was quote unquote, and she said this embarrassed the ask and she was agonizing over whether she would send the text or not. But I thank God that she got over the negative self-talk. We've all been there. What do I mean by this negative self-talk? This self-doubt, the fear, the insecurity, the embarrassment, all of these perceived negative responses that we conjure up where? Only in our minds because we've not even asked the other individual. So all of these, this self-talk, this self, uh, negative self-talk, all these things we conjure up in our minds, all of the reasons we tell ourselves, well, well, they aren't going to do it. Well, they ain't interested in me. Well, they don't care about me. Well, why? It won't work for me. Right. We've, we've all been there. But our friend asked and God showed up. And here's the really amazing part is it was as much a blessing for us as it was a blessing for her. And isn't that just like our God, that he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine. And just like that young college graduate and our friend, when we push past our negative self-talk, When we push past the fear, when we push past the fear of being rejected, when we push past the fear of being embarrassed, when we push past the possibility of hearing the word no, when we push past not asking because we've already decided what someone else will say in our minds, we've already decided how they'll respond. We've already decided how the conversation will go. We have already decided the outcome even before we've asked. And of course, we've done this all in our minds. 
But when we push past that negative self-talk, when we push past all of that conversation in our mind and we do take the action and we do step out on faith, I'm so reminded of James chapter two, verse 14. What does it profit my brothers and my sisters if someone says he has faith but does not have works? You see, true faith, true faith must be connected to some sort of action because if you are just talking and there's no action behind it, there is no faith. When I say I have faith, then I must do something in order for God to show up. You see, because if we do our part, God will surely do his part. We've seen it over and over and over again. God is just waiting on us to do our part. And so, family, please don't misconstrue what I'm saying here. Please do not misconstrue what I'm saying. What I am not saying here is we should not plan. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that we should not be good stewards. That's not what I'm saying. Also, we should be good stewards over our time, over our talents and over our resources. As believers, God charges us to be good stewards over those things. However, when we fall short in the stewarding of our time, when we fall short in the stewarding of our talents, when we fall short in the stewarding of our resources and we don't ask for what we need because we've already decided for someone else in our minds how this thing is going to respond, how the request is going to turn out. So we don't even bother to respond. This is where I say we have to understand who we are as King's kids. This is where I say we have to understand who we are as believers in Christ. For the believer, nothing is too hard for God. This is not Tony. This is scripture. Luke chapter one, verse 37. For with God, nothing is impossible. With God, nothing will be impossible. And then later on in Luke, right? Chapter 18, verse 27. And this is Jesus talking. Jesus, he said, but he, he being Jesus said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Amen. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. So here's what I would say to you. When we get to those situations that we deem, we being human beings, we deem impossible or we get to those situations where we deem that, boy, I just do not see how this is going to resolve itself. Here's what I would say to you. Here's what I say to myself. Let's not let's let's don't. So here's what we don't do. So don't stop asking. Don't stop believing and don't stop stepping out on faith. But here's what we need to do. We need to stop deciding for others. And here's what we need to do. We need to take action in faith. And then when we take action in faith, when we do something, when we take that step, when we ask that question, when we move towards that thing, which we know God is telling us to do, then this is what we also must do. Then we must watch God do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine according to the power that works in us. I'm not telling you what I've heard. I'm not telling what somebody told me. I have seen this even recently in my life that I've watched God do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine according to the power that works in us. So remember family, Preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a living epistle. Join us again next week for another episode 
of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.